Welcome to the Cabin Cast, your getaway primer. Hello. Hey, Eric. We have another awesome cabin chat tonight. It's fun to just uh, catch up on the music we're loving, the readings we're finding, books we're loving, articles, fun cabins in the news. I always love when you find one of those. Yeah. Those are fun to explore and find. And we've talked about that before. A lot of cabins in the news are like, oh, this cabin burned down or this giant ridiculous cabin sold but there if it's somewhere around the edges and kind of in the the nooks and crannies if you will of the news you can kind of find some cool interesting stories and the one we're going to talk about tonight actually lined up with the book i'm going through right now one of the more famous kind of cabin collection books so we'll dive into that a little bit later but the first thing we have been actually We've been holding on to this one for a while. We had to wait till we were a little bit bigger so that this didn't just crash our whole cabin cast <laughs> empire down around us. We just didn't want to set fire to this thing before we got it built up. But so th- this is an email that we received last year, right when we were, it must have been like after maybe the second episode. Yeah, I was kind of joking, you know, with you earlier about, you know, we got thousands and thousands of positive right. emails and i said from not just our parents yeah and then this one. Oh, and then this one this is the one we focus on <laughs> it's like that's like in sports when you all you can think about is the ball you dropped or the yeah. the goal you missed and right you don't think about like you can score 10 goals and it's like or you, the shot you missed it's like oh if i would have just put that one in but this is I, we just thought it was really funny because it's it's pretty intense. We were joking before, you know. There's a term for people like this, and it's just like an um, enthusiastic grammar German kind of folk. So uh, this is from a, a lady named Edith, and the subject line of the email was misonunciation of the word primer. Primer. We'll we'll, we'll get into that. Message. The pronunciation of the word primer in the title of your podcast shocked me. As you pronounce primer, it means a first coat of paint or to prime a surface for finishing. Then it is pronounced with the long vowel sound as in prime time, crime, bright, etc. However, when the word primer is used, as an introduction, a narrative explanation of some topic, an educational pamphlet or short book, it is pronounced primer, as in trimmer, dimmer, etc. Yes, I know it does not have a double M in the middle, and that is confusing to good readers and spellers. It should. I am a reading and language development specialist. English does not follow all the rules. However, the pronunciation with the short I has a different meaning. Perhaps you recall a child reading a primer or pre-primer or primer or pre-primer in first grade. Please check the Merriam-Webster Dictionary and other sites. You will see that many lay people are confused and have never heard of the short I-primer pronunciation. But professionals in education and writing do know how primer, primer ought to be pronounced in your introduction or enlightenment about the joys of cabin life. It's a good topic. We have a cabin in Northern California. I want to listen to your podcast, but could not, sadly. 
I hope that no one else turns us away over a word. Yeah. Well, I also think that when we started this podcast, it was all about putting the first coat of paint on your getaway. So it is really, we were planning on just having a getaway primer where we talk about the best ways to paint your cabin. And then we thought, let's not change the name. Yeah. We just didn't want to confuse people later by changing up the pronunciation. So, I mean, Edith, I hope you came back around and if you're still listening, we apologize for not switching that up, but we got to do what we got to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So just fun. And we actually, we really like to hear from people of all, you know, criticisms, all, you know, especially if we say something. It's the only way you learn. Yeah. And I keep waiting for, you know, some of the weird facts and things we pull off the top of our head to be corrected on. So if you have a correction or you're just shaking your head at something, we'd love to read that stuff. Um, But she was, I mean, that's a pretty intense email to sit down and knock out. And usually we hear the, the strong feelings we give people from our episodes and our interviews, you know. Are all these amazing positive feelings? Yeah. So this was our first like negative feeling. Right. That was tough, and I feel like we may have lost like the grammar section of the population that are just really into that. But also, I don't think and and I read this email out a couple times, and nobody that I know would pronounce pronounce <laughs> pronounce. <laughs> yeah, you just yeah, uh, exactly. proved it right there. Yeah. <laughs> so it is primer. I, I guess I've never heard it. it. Sounds very English. Well, I think that we'll have a whole episode on this soon. Yeah, we could get a cabin, a grammar, cabin grammar specialist in. Or our high school English teachers. We could. I, I don't, <laughs> yeah, my high school English teacher is, She's I don't know like, if she would oh, be Oh, Eric. No. Oh, she, yes, Eric. She used to get so mad at our class that she would just leave and go smoke cigarettes and just oh, leave us gosh. in the classroom. So yes. that, that could be where the, the root of all the problems that I have with, <laughs> with grammar. Right? So, I mean, we're going to keep this as a getaway primer, but. Edith, I'm sorry, again, if, if you're out there listening. So. Yeah. The Cabin Cast is brought to you by Roughing It in Style. On The Cabin Cast, we talk a lot about making memories. But what makes a home or getaway more likely to create those cherished times? The Interiors team at Roughing It in Style is here to help you find that perfect memory-making balance in your home. The balance between gathering and privacy, form and function, relaxation and entertaining. We have two showrooms stocked with furniture, decor, and lighting. Our up north store is in Harshaw, Wisconsin, 10 miles south of Minocqua, and our out west store sits on the doorstep of the Rockies in Fort Collins, Colorado. Find out more and plan your visit today at roughingitinstyle.com. So cabins in the news. So this this popped up in my feed in uh, a couple weeks ago. And there's a book. I think you sell this book at your shop, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's called It stops people in their tracks. Stops people in their tracks. It's called cabin porn, and it has nothing to do with porn. Is it's mostly used, but it and I, and I looked this up to wonder why the name has the word porn in it, and the dictionary definition. Again, we're talking a lot of dictionary talk today, but (laughs) it's just stimulating a compulsive interest in their audience. So it's just something that like attracts attention and that people, it it sparks interest. So this newspaper article is about the owner of, or the author of cabin porn. So the cabin porniest cabin of all cabins is for sale. (laughs) 
a 53-acre upstate compound owned by the creator of Cabin Porn, the viral Tumblr blog that led to the book of the same name has just gone up for sale for just under $2 million. It includes the very cabin featured on the cover of the book along with three other habitable structures, a wood-fired sauna that sits up to 12, a Japanese-style hot tub, and a suspension bridge over a private brook. The Berryville property known as Beaverbrook has long been used as a weekend retreat for Zach Klein and his wife, plus dozens of their friends over the years. A New York Times story from 2015 detailed the activities they put on over the years, a short film production about the making of a stool from an oak tree, an annual talent show, a week-long timber framing workshop for students, among others. He purchased... Beaverbrook from fashion stylist and interior designer Scott Newkirk in 2010. It originally came with just the one 300-square-foot slanted-roof cabin on the cover of Cabin Porn, which we can share. Kevin and friends reclad the post and beam structure to keep it from falling apart, but kept it without plumbing or electricity. So it sounds like they ended up building a bunkhouse and a 3,600-square-foot house assembled from the frame of a 19th-century barn but equipped with all the modern amenities, a six burner stove, radiant heat floors and fiber optic internet. So it sounds like it, they improved the property quite a bit and put a lot into it, but really cool compound, really cool getaway. And uh, Zach Klein, I think is the editor in chief of dwell too, which we've read some magazine articles from dwell before too. So super interesting guy. I think he's on our list of someday we'd love to talk to. Yeah, we would love to, but it was funny how it coincided with, some of the readings I'm doing. So I'm on Twitter. I'm working on going through some of these cabin books and different articles and not just reading it as you would read a normal book, like just go through and say that was interesting, but I'm trying to let it spark creativity and different thoughts that I can share with our listeners and the cabin cast and kind of dive more into a little more in depth, even so much as like a sentence that they write and how the thoughts that that kind of kicks off. So the first thing I wanted to share from that is just, there's a quote in the beginning of this book. That's amazing. It's from Christopher Alexander and it's, there is one timeless way of building. It is a thousand years old and the same today as it has ever been. The great traditional buildings of the past, the villages and tents and temples, which man feels at home have always been made by people who were very close to the center of this way. So just talking about building out of nature and, making things from the land around you. And I just think that's a a super interesting quote, really great way to start a book. But the first line of the book really captured me. And it said, I needed a remote piece of land where anything was possible. So that kind of sparked an idea right away of like, I love the idea of remote land and endless possibilities. Like, I just think that's amazing. Like you buy a piece of land and as people have been doing for a millennia is like, you get this piece of land and your imagination is instantly sparked. Right. And that also seems to be a dichotomy of endless constraints too. Right. So you get this land with endless possibilities, but it also creates all these constraints. So it's a dichotomy of I can do anything I want within the boundaries of what's possible, what the land allows me to. And now, of course, building codes and all the modern BS that goes along with with properties. But it it seems like people want that feeling of remoteness, but with access to kind of modern amenities too. So Right. Where you can be far out but get to town when right, you want to. Right. And that's, that's such a balance and it exists around us, right? Like we have these 
amazing little towns tucked in amongst the cabin areas and the lakes where they're sometimes like right at like Monaco is an island city. It's literally built in the middle of cabin country, but some of the other towns aren't built on the water, but they're accessible by all these cool lakes and areas around. So there are amenities, but it's such a balance because you want people to come visit your cabin, right? If it's too rustic, right? Like you have an outhouse, you're not going to get the family and the people to come up and visit, but you don't want it to be so modern that it's just like being at home, right? TVs in every room, TV in the kitchen, you know, all those, those things that don't really take you away. So you have to find that balance. But when you start off with just a small cabin, like Zach did on his property, and then you get to build and create this thing where he's putting in these wood fired hot tubs and building a barn that turns into a home it's the endless possibilities and the creativity that you can put into a property that's really special and really fun. Yeah, that's my husband's having so much fun working land right now. Like he he's trying to learn so much about what to plant and what to, you know, whether it's to build habitats for the animals that live there. Um, we have property where we've worked on the prairie grasses and flowers to make it natural and I mean, there's just so much to do. But one of the things I kept thinking of, too, when you talk about restraints is sometimes the more we decide to do with something, we also add to-do lists. So we get the property or we go to the woods for something so that we can relax. And sometimes we don't know how to relax. We start adding things to, oh, we should build this. We should do this. We should do this. And then all of a sudden, we don't get to go there and relax anymore. There's jobs to do. So how do we also keep this balance between a place to go and be in nature and relax. I think you have to build in times to enjoy. You have to, you have to make a concerted effort as a family Mm -hmm. to enjoy the cabin and not just enjoy the idea of the cabin. You have to spend your time with your family enjoying it. And then it's not going to have the same type of to-do list as you would at home. You have to maintain it. You know, if you can get help, that, you know, that's a really nice option. If not, a lot of times you do that beginning, you know, people will just come up and just knock out all the stuff you have to do for the summer in the beginning. And then if there's project stuff, pick a weekend and do it or pick a week and do it, but try not to have projects that just like extrapolate out and spool out until it becomes a reason not to want to go up there because you have to do this extra work and right. spend time there. That's that's my opinion. I think if you can compartmentalize the work and the fun instead of smush it all together, right? Well, uh, that helps. And it makes me think of a, there was a couple in my shop this week and he was so excited to share with me about his um, little cabin. She doesn't go there with him. It's for him and the guys because there hasn't been any electricity and they just got solar panels. And so they're able to have a refrigerator and some lights now and a flushing toilet. And it wasn't too big of a deal. He was showing me the pictures and it, the cost wasn't as much as he thought it would be. So they're really excited. But the they said basically it was so they could keep the beer cold. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so the solar power is helping with that part. Yeah, it's, it's a worthwhile project. Yeah. So. And then the next... Um, in the next paragraph or the next couple of pages, the other sentence that really caught my eye was after a year driving wider and wider circles around New York city to find. So he started off trying to stay close to New York city and seeing what he could find within reach. Right. So he, he just kept going in concentric circles wider and wider out in the city until he found the spot that he, 
that he found. And that just got me thinking about like, how, how do you find that particular place? How, like you look at a map or you live in an area and you know, the areas that have lakes and cabins, but they're, there's lots of those areas around the Midwest that are kind of getaways. And, you know, A, it's like how, how far are you willing to drive? Because if you make it too far and you don't like driving, it's going to be a waste of money because you're just not going to go up there very often. Or if you go up for short bursts and it's really close or a long time, you find driving because you're up there for two, three weeks at a time. I mean, that's a, that's like a personal balance. But just finding that thing that it's not just the distance, it's also having a place that sparks your interest, right? And he's talking about these circles, and it got me thinking about like when you drop a stone into water and those circles start going up and nothing cha- – like they stay in their same form until they hit something that changes the pattern. And like like finding the home that just clicks – and you t- you talked about this before. That's and, all I'm thinking about. That's right, exactly my story. Your place is, yeah what changes that pattern of searching like these, these circles that are going out and you have to hit something and hit a particular home that changes the pattern and says, yeah, this is, this place fits. This place is for me. And it's not just the architecture and it's, it's like each place it has a, I don't know if it's a buildings you don't think have souls, but there's a, I should say there's some of it is feelings, right? That's my, for my question is like, what, what was it about your cabin that just, fit and felt right that changed that pattern and, and made you think like, this is the place this, this could be a home for me. I think the first thing I thought of when you were talking about that was we did have exactly that discussion about how far away, <clears throat> because where we lived before was three hours from the cabin we ended up with, but there were lake cabin areas an hour from there. And we just decided that's too close because if we need to run back for work or a game or something, we're going to end up doing that all the time. We need to be far enough where we're not going to run home for one thing. We're going to be up there. We're going to stay up there for the weekend or the week or whatever we decide the length of time is. So we did talk about just that. And then we, I told the story, if people go back and listen to our first episodes about finding the cabin and how we looked at some other cabins and areas first, and we were turned off by almost everything. And then when we drove through Minocqua, and we drove down the downtown and we went, oh, wow, this feels like what we were looking for. And then we walked in our cabin and a pine scented candle was going in the big windows with the view. I mean, it just was all those feelings. It went click, 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 click. And the smells when we walked out of the, opened the car doors, you know, there's probably a soundtrack that should go along with all of it, yeah. you know, a movie score <laughs> <laughs> because it was all so perfect. So you had a checklist in your head. But I don't maybe even know even, if I had one. But it started to check it. the like yeah. a subconscious checklist. Yep, definitely. Because I think also we started seeing what we didn't want. We I thought I had a checklist and everything we saw the first go round ended up being a no. So then we were like, well, I don't know, maybe maybe this wasn't the right thing to look at. And then we end up finding it. So Yeah, when we, we found our current house, it was uh, Sam's aunt with Judy Barr was on. Um, I'm not sure which episode, but she was amazing. If you want to, if you want to hear a, a real estate agent talk about buying and finding cabins, uh, look back to our, I think it's a getaway real estate agent, or we'll put a link in the show notes to that episode. But Judy was amazing. And when we found our house, we had done a little bit of research. We, I had that checklist in my head and we got there and walked around and it wasn't, you know, the house wasn't perfect. It had a lot of, 
things that needed to be touched up and fixed and changed to fit our family a little bit better. But it checked all those boxes that we had. And we walked out and we're like, okay, we, that's the one we want. It was the first place we looked at. We're like, this is the one we want to get. And she's like, well, don't you want to look at some more houses? I guess we're like, I guess, but so we went to a couple more and it's like, yep, that's meant it. It's that other one. So right. we ended up putting an offer in and, and that was the place we ended up with. But it, it changed a pattern in my head where it goes from possibilities. Right. And like you talked about in the other quote, endless possibilities of properties, because until you find that piece, unless there are people up here that are like, I'm waiting for a cabin to appear on this lake. Right. They, you know, it's like searching for a spouse too. It's like, if you have very specific things or if you're just like open to possibilities and meeting the right person, or if you have like this very clean checklist that has to be checked and it, it, it's usually a mixture of both. Like with cabins, you have a checklist, but you're also open to being surprised and seeing something that maybe has tons of potential and checks enough things, and then you can make enough changes yourself. But it it's really fun how that, like just the getaway sparks in a different way. Because if you're in a city and you're buying your first house, you want it to feel right and you want it to match. But a lot has to do with how close it is to work. What is the school district like? Like they're very concrete things that you're trying to, find and check off. And then when it's a getaway, it's, there's so much more imagination and possibility and flexibility. And you're, if you're open to being surprised and open to changing the story in your head, I think it's a way to really find a special, something special. I think so too. I like the way you said that, like change the story in your head. Don't have it written already. Yeah, exactly. Unless it's a fan. Again, like when we talked to our previous guest about wake Robin, right? Yeah. They had that incredible cabin and she ended up buying a place on that lake across the way because that story was already there and she was just putting like another chapter on a pre-existing story. But if you are starting something fresh and something new, just be open to the possibilities. So, yeah. Hey, it's Kristen. I'm here to tell you about White Arrow's Home. White Arrow's Home is a lifestyle brand that shares a warm and cozy mix of design ideas, inspirational style, and personal journeys from the backdrop of the Wisconsin Northwoods and my lakeside log cabin home. I love sharing daily inspiration for you on my blog, through social media, and in my shop. At White Arrow's Home, you can shop in person in the store, but also online from anywhere. You'll find a mix of antique, vintage, and new furniture, accessories, and gifts carefully curated to fit our brand of classy cabin and cottage decor, campy style, and always a heavy sprinkling of plaids. New products come in the shop daily with decor that will let you bring Northwoods living into your own home and style spaces that are inviting, beautiful, and make family and friends want to linger longer. Next thing I found, so this is kind of a double cabins in the news thing. So this is actually from a Twitter Twitter post that I saw. I saw this crazy looking bug with a cabin on its back and a Twitter picture. And I'm like, I need to, of course, learn more about this thing. And there's a meme out there on social media where it's like the perfect X doesn't exist. And then they show the picture of the thing like you're stopped in your tracks. So I was like, the perfect caterpillar doesn't exist. Because this caterpillar is the perfect cabin caterpillar. So I found an article from amusingplanet.com. This is called Log House Like Cocoon of the Bagworm Moth. Okay. So this is not a beautiful sounding name. And, you know, it's Yet. a, a I moth. I think we should change the right, name. Right. To a butterfly. Just say oh, it's, a, it's a butterfly. The bag, the cabin butterfly. The, the cabin butterfly. Yes. But 
The bagworm moth of the family Lepidoptera might be a pest for botanists, but for Lepidopterus, they are one of the rare architects of the animal world. As soon as the caterpillar of the bagworm moth hatches, it weaves a silk cocoon around itself, inside which it will live until it grows into an adult moth. To make its life as larva safe and protected from predators, the caterpillar reinforces its silk cocoon with pieces of twigs, leaves, and other plant matter. Depending on what the debris is on hand, when they were forming the cocoon, the resulting shelter might look like a bunch of twigs or, in exceptional cases, a tiny log house. These structures are called cases, and the bagworm moths are also known as case moths. This definitely, we have to put a picture on. Yeah, so these pictures are amazing. So this moth travels around with a bundle of sticks on its back that look like little cabins. And these, we will definitely share these. But they're, they look like little pyramids of tiny, tiny little sticks and logs that these things travel with. And it's just like, a, I don't know, it's a super cool idea. Like you wouldn't even believe it's true if you didn't see the pictures. Right. And it, they're huge. Like there's like, I don't know how many little sticks are on the back of these tiny little caterpillar but it uh it's it's a pretty neat so if you want to if you can't wait or but google bagworm moss and check them out because they use all the i mean there's leaves and sticks and all kinds of different things but the ones with the little cabins are really unbelievable it's amazing how mighty little bugs can be like ants and then to see this i don't know how they do what they do yeah, they should they should be called like Abraham Lincoln moths or something. Oh, we should yes. Well, we'll this will be our mission. Yeah, our mission. We'll are changing our our life. Start a foundation. The, the bagworm <laughs> Abraham Lincoln moth foundation. <laughs> <laughs> so I just thought that was super cool, and I'd never seen anything like that before. No, so. not at all. Like that. That should be taught in school. Yeah. It, the a whole only, unit. Yeah, a whole unit, a semester on these moths. <laughs> Yeah, those are so cool. Well, and I brought the song today. Oh, I like when you bring songs. Right? First. Yep. Yep. So this is um, an artist that I already um, enjoy a lot of his music. And when I saw the name of the song I'm going to share with you, I was like, oh, we this has to be shared on the Cabin Cast. So Kanan Smith is an American country music singer and songwriter signed with Round Here Records, an independent label founded by Florida Georgia Line. He released two albums, Bronco in 2015 and High Country Sound in 2021. And I love the way the countrynote.com said about the beginning of the song. Beginning with the sound of birds chirping and the echo of acoustic guitar, steel guitar and fiddle, it finds Smith reminiscing on a simple forest hideaway that sits at the center of his character while carrying the message that some things are the same as they've always been, regardless of what may be going on around us. And this is Kanan Smith's song, Cabin in the Woods. There's a little spot down there in the holler my granddaddy bought with some hayfield dollars, twelve hundred square feet, a frame sitting between the trees. Yeah, and I got the keys on a labor. That old cabin in the woods sitting down by the river on a September night. I'll always remember we were sipping around the fire. 
like sitting around a fire and singing john denver right now oh that's no that was super fitting right that's amazing i yeah. wonder if his beer was cold because of the the uh solar panels on the ceiling uh, yeah right <laughs> like the guy we talked about earlier i don't know but i just the first time i heard that there's songs that i just want to listen to over and over and over again and um my son was in the car with me and he he got home and he's like to his sister you got to hear this song this is a great song. Mom's got to share it on the Cabacast. No, that is perfect. <laughs> that is, it could not be more fitting for us and for our listeners. So yeah, check out Cabin in the Woods. That is a, a good one. Yeah. I hope that um, you have a great rest of your week. And our so do our listeners. We just appreciate everybody tuning in each week and going back to hear any of the episodes they've missed. It's been really fun to watch our numbers continue to climb um, as they share with with their family and friends. Um, they can share the episodes that they're liking on social media. There's ways to click the little dots and share the link or share it right to um, your Facebook page. And we just appreciate that and hope that people give us some reviews. That's really something that can help us out. Give us some stars on uh, iTunes. Yeah. Apple podcast. Yeah. And one of the things too, that if you think somebody would really like our show or any podcast that you listen to, one of the biggest helps you can do just in general is show someone what a podcast is all about. If if they don't know what it is, they don't listen, just spend a couple minutes, set up the app on their phone and show them. I showed my folks maybe a couple of years ago how to set things up and get going. And they take on their long road trips back from our Colorado store to Wisconsin. They listen to all kinds of cool podcasts. And they listen to their church sermons that they miss on different podcasts. They listen to, you know, there's just so many so much good stuff being created out there. So if there's someone that you think would really enjoy kind of the world of podcasting in general, take 10 minutes and share it with them. Yeah. I, I love to listen to podcasts when I'm cleaning the house or working in the garden, you know, just put my headphones on, stick my phone in my pocket and get to work. And it, it makes the work so much easier and fun. So, you know, give that as a little tip to your or friends. Folding too. laundry. Yes. I'd folding listen. laundry. Oh my gosh. I yes. actually, I was so all my little kids piles and piles and piles of clothes. I was just Googling laundry folding machines. <laughs> like, is, there's got to be a way you can just dump a, just a bundle of clothes into a machine and it will just spit out nice folded neat piles. And there was a machine that was created, a laundry folding machine. Uh -huh. But you had to individually take each shirt, clip it to the front, and then it would pull it in. So, yeah, by then. By then yeah, so it's like, well, you could fold 10 shirts in five minutes. I'm like, well, that doesn't save any time. And yeah. so since then, I think the the company has never launched their product and is, is defunct. But I'm like, it has to be where it comes out of the dryer. You just dump it into the machine. Like the Jetsons. Yeah. I mean, we're, we've gotten a lot of Jetson things in our right. world right now. And I just That's feel the like, one missing. Yeah. Scientists, inventors, if you're out there, laundry folding machine we need to that's probably the biggest problem in the world right now that yeah. we could start working on <laughs> well I, my, I have people in our family and uh they have double washers and dryers i even have one that has triple washer and dryers in their house and they're wow. always confused why i only have one of each and i'm like i don't have trouble getting it washed oh 
that ha- that has no problem. It's the folding part yeah. that doesn't always happen. But with right. podcast listening, that the laundry has gets folded. Too. Yes. Yeah, I, I actually feel like chores around the house are much more enjoyable than, since podcasts have become yeah. a thing and streaming music and all the things. But well, and there's a little secret. I don't know if anybody has figured this out yet, but when we share the link to our podcast to listen to, it's a special special link because it will open up to whatever you listen to your podcast on. So if you listen on Apple, you listen on Spotify, whatever you listen on, it will open automatically up to that. So you can copy that link off of our Instagram profile or Facebook profile and um, share that with your friends and it'll open right up to whatever they listen to. Yep. So, So. well, thank you so much for listening and enjoy your weekend. Yep. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Cabin Cast. You can find details and more information in the show notes on our website at www.thecabincast.com. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you won't miss a single episode. Follow us on your favorite social media channels. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Cabin Cast. We'd also love to hear from you. We want to hear your getaway and cabin stories. For a chance to have your story featured on an upcoming episode, email us at getaway at the Until next week, enjoy the journey.